Greetings and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my good friend. I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be something here in this show, in this episode, that you can use in your life, in the life of your family, and in the life of your friends. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, folks, are you ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 22, and it's titled, Thy Faith Hath Saved Thee. (laughs) I stumbled there for a second. I don't know why I did that. Thy faith hath saved thee. And uh, it's Tuesday, April 20th, 2019. I'm recording this show from Boulder, Colorado. We're right downtown in the older part of town. It's a beautiful little area of town. Uh, kind of a historic district, I guess you would say. And I've got my Celestial Seasonings, let's see, uh, it's the ginger tea again tonight. Mm. So, help you have your tea or your whatever you're doing. I just appreciate you being here. So, the, the topic uh, or the... See, I just got nervous again. <laughs> I'm so sorry, folks. Ah, anyways, cleared out the butterflies here. And I do everything before the show just to kind of get ready. I pray and I intercede and I do different things to get ready to talk. But, you know, the moment you hit that record button and you see the, the screen go red and all the bars go across the screen recording your voice, you, you just get this uh, funny feeling inside you. And uh, anyways... So I, I, as I've said many, many times before, if you ever want to know exactly who you are, <laughs> record yourself, you know, in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, and and then uh, let everybody uh, listen to you and watch you, and uh, you're going to see what I mean. It's it's pretty uh, nerve wracking, and it's also uh, it's also a great way to have personal growth. You know, if any of you have a challenge with uh, feeling confident in yourself. Do I uh, do recordings? Do public speaking? Stand up before people and share something in your heart. Preferably share the gospel, and uh, you'll have confidence inside you. And that has nothing to do with what I'm going to be talking about. So again, the title today is "Thy faith have saved thee." It's found in Luke seven, uh, verse fifty. Yeah, chapter seven, verse fifty. And I'll read it from the King James Version. And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. Once again, here we are. And here again, the Holy Spirit gives us just a tiny little verse to write and to speak on. Sort of reminds me of a verse. Despise not one of these little ones. That's found in Matthew 18.20. No, 18.10. Apologize for that, 18.10. So we're not going to despise nor turn up our nose or even scoff at something little. Little things can become great things. Like this verse, a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. Mark 4.31. And this one here. But when it is sown, it groweth up, and becometh greater than all herbs. That's Mark 4.32. 
And here's another one. I've got all these scriptures. Be alert, my folks, uh, my friends, that this uh, this show is full of scripture. I, I just, it's just, uh, just bombarding me. Fact, when I was doing my schoolwork today, I mean, it took me over an hour to read what usually takes 10 to 15 minutes to read. It took an hour, and that's without breaks. It's just, it's just so full of um, meat. It just took me so long to go through it. But uh, so I guess this show will reflect some of that. So here's another verse. It's Luke 17, 6. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. One of these days, I hope to give you a few testimonies of me speaking with these type, this type of faith because I have several uh, testimonies that have happened personally in my life in regards to speaking by faith. It's, they're, but they're not for this show. They'll be at a later time. They're real, it's, that is, these scriptures are not just for, not just for you know, playing around with. These are real scriptures that really work in life, in real life, not make-believe life, but in real life today in 2019. So when you think about it, the Word of God is a small or tiny seed. Most of the words in the King James Bible are probably only about five letters long or so. I read somewhere that the King James Bible has a fifth grade reading level. I mean, think about it. Fifth grade. That's pretty tiny or small. Well, probably not to a fifth grader. <laughs> but really, to a university student like those 35,000 here at CU, here in Boulder, Colorado, their fifth grade year is a long ways behind them. I don't even think they'll want to think about it. <laughs> it's too far back there. That's when they're a little kid. <laughs> Do you remember your fifth grade? I remember my fifth grade. I just can't remember her name. But I do remember because I was in the choir during fifth grade. We remember singing uh, the songs of the South Pacific, the movie South Pacific, all those different songs. Well, that's what we sang in fifth grade. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> but uh, anyways. But I do remember my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Rose, at Brown Elementary School, Reno, Nevada. It, the Brown School was at on Highway 395, coming out of Reno towards Carson City at the Mount Rose Junction. Mount Rose Junction. When you turned up to go to Mount Rose, Lake Tahoe, or turned left to go up to Virginia City, Brown's Elementary School is right there at the junction. It's not there anymore. It's been, or might be, it might be there now. I think the building is still there, but the school's not there anymore. That's also a long time ago. <laughs> But Mrs. Rhodes' class, yes. I remember my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Rhodes, also at Brown School. These are the only teachers, believe me, these are the only teachers that I can remember in all my 12 years and five attempted colleges. Mrs. Rhodes, because I got my first crush on a girl, Corrine Antone. Wow. And fourth grade. <laughs> and Mr. Rhodes because he was the first to teach me how to be observant in life. I like that because I'm an analytical type person. So with this lesson on seeing all the nuances 
of the clock that was on the wall above the chalkboard. Now, he gave us a lesson to look at the clock that's on the wall above the chalkboard and write down everything that you see about the clock. And then he, after we did that for, you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever it was, 20 minutes, I couldn't write anything down. I mean, I wrote a few things down, but then he began for the next hour or longer. It seemed like all day to me, fifth grade, you know. He began to describe the clock, and it literally spellbound me. I just could not believe that there were so many bits and pieces that someone could describe about a clock. Yeah. Even today, yeah. That... that, uh, uh, that made a lifelong impression on me. I still use his lesson today. Now, that's an amazing teacher. You know, he'll never know unless, you know, he's in heaven and I can find him up there somewhere and tell him how important he was in my life. I'd really enjoy that, you know. You too, my friend, are important in my life. It's because of you that I spent about six hours a day studying and preparing and producing Christian content. You know, because I'd write a 2,000, 2,500 word discourse. I do, it takes me an hour, two hours to do the discourse. It takes me an hour, hour and a half for studying. It takes me about an hour, hour and a half to do the podcast. It uh, takes me another, you know, 30 minutes or so to format. It takes me another hour, hour and a half to do a format of blog posts. And then I format all this into a chapter in the, books I'm, the book I'm writing. It takes a good solid six hours, you know, a few you know, bathroom breaks here and there, but it, it's quite intensive. So uh, that's why you're important. You are very important. So don't please, please don't think you're not impacting someone's life, okay? Because you are important. Boy, have I gotten off onto a side road or a detour. Hope I can find my way back to the freeway. <laughs> but we're supposed to be talking about. Back to our verse. Let's see. No, I didn't forget it. <laughs> That's Luke 7.50. And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. This story starts all the way back at Luke 7.36 and runs all the way through Luke 7.50. Yeah, I know. That's a big story. You see, a little seed becomes a big tree. I don't really want to write all the verses here, or even speak them on the show, but I think I'll just talk about it. Then you can read them on your own time. How's that sound, okay? I'm going to take a sip of tea here. Mm. Man, that nice warm hot tea, just this warm hot tea, that kind of a oxymoron there. <laughs> wow. What just happened needs to be explained. I was not going to put all the verses here. I was going to just lightly explain, talk about them, and teach as I go. However, immediately I stalled out. Nothing came to me, just a blank stare. Why, you ask? It's because we must, that is, if you truly want to follow the Holy Spirit, we must do what it is that He, the Holy Spirit wants done. Therefore, if the Spirit says to include the verses, then that is exactly what needs to be done. Capiche? Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
I love you, and I appreciate all that you are doing in my life and in the life of all those that hear my voice and read what I write, my dear friends. And thank you for touching their life and being involved in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Here is Luke six thirty-six through 50. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed five hundred pence and the other fifty. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou dost not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, Her sins which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith save thee. Go in peace. You see, I told you there were a lot of verses, but it was good, wasn't it? This verse, the one for our title and study, Luke 7.50, and he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee, go in peace. It says that Jesus spoke to the woman directly, not in, um, uh, to her heart, not through an interpreter, not in a letter, Not in a text. (laughs) He didn't even email her. Jesus spoke to this brand new believer, Thy faith hath saved thee. This relates back to the scripture that Martin Luther discovered in Germany that began began the Great Reformation, away from the Roman Catholic Church. The Reformation is still going on as of 2019. Habakkuk 2.4 is the verse that Martin Luther discovered. It says this, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, 
but the just shall live by his faith. Wow. That's a powerful verse, folks. It really is. And a few verses above this is maybe why Martin Luther wrote his famous 95 Thesis and nailed them to the church door. And that began the Reformation. Habakkuk 2.2 And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. Can you see again how little things when we act by faith have the power to change you, change me, and change the world? We should never look down at little things or little children or little books or little events in our life because we really don't know the entire story. This is where God comes into the picture. God knows the whole story. God knows the whole story. He does. God knows the whole story. Man, I'm excited. I'm writing and speaking this show on the show. God's word is truly has life-giving substance. You see, that's what life is. That's what faith is. Hebrews 11.1 1 says it. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Wow. It's because of the woman's faith that Jesus was able to speak to her and say, Thy faith hath saved thee. Don't you just love that? Wow. Man, that is just beautiful. The part of the verse that kind of gets to me, though, is the next part, Jesus' message to the woman. Jesus said, go in peace. <laughs> it's funny. I can hear people say, why does that bother you? Well, it's because it's a directive of sorts. The word peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, long-suffering is patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. And against such, against such there is no law. And look at, that's in Galatians 5.22, by the way, in 23. And here in Ephesians 5.9, look at this one. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Wow. So now you, don't, now you know where is that fruit? Where is the fruit of the Spirit? It is in goodness, it is in righteousness, and it's in truth. So when you walk in goodness, you walk in righteousness, and you walk in truth, you can look about your life and you should be able to see the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. When Jesus said to her, Go in peace. I think this could be similar to when Jesus said at other times, like in John eight eleven, She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Do you see what I mean? Go in peace or go and sin no more. I mean, this is not exact and can be taken a little different. However, after our sins are forgiven, we are told not to sin anymore. The point that gets me, and I, I don't know if I need to say this, but I'm going to say it on the show. The point that gets to me are the multitudes of Christians that go and sin. 
every day. They could care less about what Jesus said. They don't even know what Jesus said or what the Word of God records, nor what, or could they even be concerned that what they're doing is being recorded in heaven? Why don't they care, you say? Why don't they care? It's because of these verses here, speaking about the Word of God being sown into people's hearts. It's in Luke 8, 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. It's like I'm speaking the Word of God into your life right now. So the next couple of verses here is Luke 8, uh, Luke 8, verse 7. And some fell, some being the Word of God. So some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And then Luke 8, 14, he said, And that which fell, that being the Word of God, which fell among thorns, are they which, when they heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Those are powerful words, man, powerful words. And we need to heed to them. We need to read the Bible and heed what the Word of God says. As the woman was told by Jesus, go in peace. We too can go in peace and also, as Jesus said, go and sin no more. Sort of like this verse here in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So let's all make a strong commitment to walk in peace, sin no more, love the people whom we see every day. Love them by letting them know about eternal life through Jesus Christ, the greatest gift the world has ever known. By giving Jesus Christ to the people in your life, you are doing the works of Jesus, and you are doing what Jesus has said for us to do. Amen? Let me ask you a little question. Quote, little, little. <laughs> of course, we know now the power of little, don't we? So here's the question. Are you listening? If you died tonight, do you have the assurance in your heart that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, my friend, simply call out to Jesus from your heart that is repentive and broken and heartfully desiring a new life to start all over again and get rid of of this old life of hatred and drugs and booze and nasty behavior and begin a fresh new start and a new road, a new life worth living. The Word of God says in Acts 2.21, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Go ahead, my friend. If you're not saved, and pray right now. I'll pray with you if you'd like. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Here's what uh, 
Here was my little prayer 45 years ago. As I lay in my bunk aboard my ship, Navy ship, I was in the Navy, I said, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. Wow. That always gets me, folks, because that is what started a whole new life. That was my little prayer that gave me eternal life and delivered me from my drug addiction. Ah. If you need help, I'm here for you, man. Just reach out, and we'll figure it out together, okay? As I wipe the tears from my eyes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I really want people to be saved. I really, really, I mean, this is, all, this is the reason why I do what I'm doing. I mean, what else is there? If you don't go to heaven, what else is there? It's hell. That's it. You're going to burn forever in the lake of fire. Forever and ever and ever. I beg you, just turn on to Jesus. Turn on to Jesus with your whole heart. and Just turn away from the sin and turn towards something new in your life. You can do it. I did it. You can do it. Many people have done it. You can turn from that wicked way. You can turn from suicide. You can turn from that next joint. You can turn from the next bottle of booze. You can turn from the next pornography page you're going to look at. You can turn from all that and have a wonderful, beautiful life that you're proud of, that you're proud of, that you can stand strong with eyes glistening and smiling, your face glowing with joy. That'll just shock your family. Shock your friends, and they'll all ask, what in the world happened to you, man? And you can tell them, I'm born again. I got Jesus Christ in my life. And you can tell them all about it, because testimonies are so great. Nobody can come against your testimony because it's your story. It's your story, man. Not somebody else's. It's your story. Your story. Okay, now. <laughs> Got a little emotional. Sorry, folks. <laughs> it's been a wonderful share in our time together, hasn't it? May the God of peace be real in your life. And may you go in peace. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>